I'm Julie Lamb, a therapist turned life and business coach. In all my years as a therapist and coach, I have seen that true healing and growth comes from understanding your greatest asset, your brain. To manage your life and business, you first have to manage your mind. I'm here to help you figure out what the hell is my brain doing? Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Many, many years ago, I was in grad school and I was sitting with a professor who was talking a lot about as we grow our careers, what this would look like. And as she shared, she shared about how it's really important as we go throughout our career and we go throughout our, especially I think she was talking about our internships at the time, but that we learn basically what we needed. We learn to really pay attention to our own selves. And at the time, I don't think I truly understood what she was talking about. It wasn't until I went through several other experiences, whether it was finishing grad school, my jobs, marriage, children, starting my own business, like all of those things. It wasn't until I went through some of that, that I started to really understand what she was talking about. Because at the time she said, because we were, I'm going to call it hungry. Basically, we were excited to be there in grad school. We were excited to become, you know, future therapists and whatever that may entail, which is because you were hungry and excited. A lot of times you will put yourself last. You will essentially look around you and say, what does somebody else need and how do I fulfill that need? And especially this is true for empaths and that's those that are truly in that healing profession. So I speak a lot to fellow therapists and nurses, and um, I know I'm missing a whole bunch of others, but basically a lot of people that are in some of these healing type professions where it's very natural and easy for us to want to give and help others. And I've noticed as I started my therapy practice that that was something I wanted to just help people. And it was, how do I help people? What does that look like? And a lot of times that may sound like that's a good altruistic thing, but I always go back to this question now, what expense? And I think about this graduate professor who was very much like, you will often push those boundaries. You will push those limits. And as you do that, what will end up happening is that you will lose yourself in the process. So today I want to talk about that experience a little bit. And I want to talk about it as it relates to boundaries, because our brain goes back to the same idea about there's almost like this dopamine hit that happens where we get this adrenaline rush. You know, when I help somebody and it feels so great, somebody says great job or whatever may happen. Oftentimes that just lights you up, moves you forward. And you want that more and more and more at what expense though? And so I want to share with those of you that are in the entrepreneurship journey, if you are, even this applies to corporate, this applies to any position, to be real honest, but I really want you to think about it in relation to boundaries that you need to set for you to protect your energy. So I'm going to give some examples that I've learned along my entrepreneurship journey. And as I do so, feel free to see how does this apply to me? So that's the biggest question I want you to take away from this episode is how do I apply this to me, to my specific situation, to my circumstance? Because no matter what our differences may be, that is the single most important question to always ask when you're hearing new information. How does this apply to me or what do I want to take from this to apply to me? So with that question in mind, I want to talk about what a boundary is and maybe even what a boundary is not. One of the best ways to look at a boundary is that it's a greed limit that provides safety and protection. They're guidelines that we put in place so that you can do your best work. This protects your energy. And I actually like to call this my fail safe switch in business. This is where your brain automatically has kind of that safety net underneath. 
these are things that my brain is like, oh, she won't push past this. She, she will give me that break, that reprieve so that I can keep doing things. So a lot of times as I'm pushing forward in business, as I'm making really big decisions, I'm also very much in tune, checking in with my body, checking in with how I'm feeling so that I can continue to have that fail safe switch, those boundaries put in place. So a boundary, like I said, this protects my energy. A boundary is not saying to somebody, don't come near me. I just don't like you. It's not about another person. There's a lot of times people will say, yeah, I put up a boundary by telling them that they just can't come see me or I just don't want to have anything to do with them. And okay, yes, maybe that might be true. But at the same time, I'm going to say it's not because a boundary is where you're able to say this has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with me. And I had somebody ask me that once they were talking about relationships with family and they were saying, why does this person do what they do? And what do I do when I'm getting annoyed and obnoxious, they're obnoxious, whatever, whatever that may be. And I said, you know, what do you really want? Like what protects you? And they have nothing to do with that. So I want you to just think about this when it comes to anything that you're doing. If you've been socialized is what we'll call it to, I must help and serve and give to everybody all around me. A lot of times what that ends up looking like is that you don't know how to say no anymore. And you will oftentimes hurt your own self for somebody else. So I have another example of this. A couple of months ago, I was asked to come and give a presentation to a group of women and I do presentations. When I worked in my nonprofit job, I often would go around to different communities and I would share anything about mental health. I talked about depression, anxiety, marriage, relationship, parenting, like any mental health topic. And I would do a presentation on it. I haven't done a presentation like that setting for quite a while. And I had gotten back into it. I just did a presentation on stress and burnout and I was sharing this information. I really, truly enjoy it. But I was also noticing the energy it took to do these things. Now, in my, my past job, I was paid for that. That was something that it was just expected. So it didn't matter if it was on the weekends or an evening, which was quite frequently. They were evenings and weekends. And I would go and I would do these presentations. I don't work for that corporation anymore. So because of that, this is my own time. This is something that I do for myself. And now I am contracted by other employers. Um, I go into corporate events and do this. I go into other companies and I do trainings on any mental health topic. This is just part of my business model. So I had somebody reach out to me and this was from a community of women. And they asked me if I would come and speak to them about this mental health topic. And it was a really heavy mental health topic. And I did not feel comfortable talking about it. It wasn't something that I felt like I also had the time, the energy, and my whole body just rejected it. And so I reached out to them and I said, this isn't something I'm able to do. And they were very persistent and they were like, but we need you. You have to come. Like you used to give these talks all the time. Like what's the problem? Just do it. And all of that pressure, there was a real big part of me that was willing to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, do, I'll just do it because that's not a problem. But then I decided that I did not have to say yes to any of that, that this was a group of people that were going to take advantage of me and my expertise and the things that I do because they did not want to pay me for this. I think that's really crucial. Now, don't get me wrong. I do volunteer and do service. And I think that that's an important part of what I do. But this felt like they were actually taking advantage of my knowledge, my information in a way that I did not know who they were. I had no interaction with them and it felt disingenuous. So I responded back and I said, well, I said, I'm willing to come and do this. And I gave them my fee. I said, we can set up according to my schedule when that looks like, and here's how much this will cost. Crickets, nothing. They didn't respond. Not even a thank you for your time. Um, you know, sorry to bother you. No, nothing. I heard nothing. 
So then it was interesting because then a couple of weeks later, I got something very similar from a different church group. And this group asked me the exact same thing. You know, Julie, we need you come and talk about this topic. But they wanted it from a religious perspective. And I didn't feel, again, comfortable talking about this mental health from this religious perspective because that's a whole other podcast that we'll go into. But that was something very different for me. And I, again, I said, no, this isn't something I want to do. And I want you to understand that when I set this boundary that was to protect my energy, to protect my business, to protect who I am, when somebody doesn't respect that boundary, oftentimes they will then throw things at you that are to make you feel, essentially they throw things at you to produce guilt or this need that you must do it. Like it's somebody else when they don't respect that boundary essentially will throw things out that will make it feel like you're being unreasonable. You're not, you know, thinking about them, the greater good or whatever term you want to use there. And I think this is very crucial to the rest of the conversation is that I can't control what somebody else will do. However, that other person knows what they're doing. In both instances, neither person liked to hear the word no. They expected me just to say, absolutely, I'll be there. This is not a problem. But when I said no, it frustrated them to the point that they continued to say, are you sure? Have you changed your mind? Can you please? What about? And, you know, and everything. When I threw out and said, well, I charge X amount, then it was like, how dare you? We're a nonprofit. You know, this is not nice of you. And you were giving these talents you're supposed to share and using those things against me. And I had to go back to my energy. Knowing that what they were actually asking, it's actually really hard on me. It's difficult for me to just suddenly say, okay, yeah, I'll go into this group of random people that I've never met before, that I don't know, that don't know my history, they don't know my credentials, like anything to that effect. And I'm supposed to expose a part of me with no account for what I feel or what I think. Now, this feels very different than when I go and I present on something, a mental health topic that is just general information. When I share about stress and burnout, when I share about depression and anxiety, when I share about those things, those are mental health topics that I am truly an expert on. But when you want me to share something that feels like it exposes me, that hurts me, that is going into my soul, shall I say, at that point, when I set a boundary and that person did not respect my boundary is when I could know that that person, not only did they not respect my boundary, but they would take advantage of me more and more. There's many experiences in my life where I have felt taken advantage of, where my generosity has been misconstrued. My willingness to talk to people has been thought, well, she'll just give this information away. Now, I'm the first to say, you know, this podcast has been something that I really love and I love sharing this information. I don't expect anything from any of you. Like, yes, I'd love the reviews. Yes, I'd love to talk to you. But I look at this and say, this is my way of just sharing this information. But when I have somebody that contacts me to say, okay, what you've shared isn't enough. I now need more and I need something personal and I need something and I don't feel comfortable doing it. The boundary for me is to protect me. It has nothing to do with that person is to protect me. This is really, really crucial when it comes to boundaries is are we protecting ourselves? Because when we can set boundaries, we then are going to limit burnout, overwhelm, miscommunication, and even avoiding conflict with others. Because a lot of times when we just say, yes, I'll go, yes, I'll do, yes, I'll hustle. There's a real term that I really struggle with this hustle culture. When we're hustling to do all these things, what ends up happening is that our brain starts to feel like, wait, what am I actually supposed to do? And I want you to go back and remember when we talked about like this primitive brain, the forward thinking rational part of your brain, your primitive brain just wants to protect you. It wants to basically hide and it wants you to do the things that make you feel good. Like it, it wants you to just kind of stay safe. 
your rational or forward thinking brain looks at advantages and looks at like why we want to do things and how that will affect us and benefit us and that sort of thing. But when we keep pushing that envelope and we don't take into consideration that my primitive brain is feeling under attack, my primitive brain is feeling exposed, my primitive brain is feeling like it is not safe to do something. Eventually I will burn out and I will not have any more energy to give. And so just like at one point when I was doing all these presentations in the evening and weekends, it was draining and it was really difficult. And so the boundaries that I set is I don't do these things in the evening anymore or the weekends. And so when these people come and they're like, do this presentation the weekend or evening, I'm like, sorry, it doesn't work that way. That is my time. Okay, wait, wait, but just do it because it's of the goodness of your heart. Okay, no, I have a good heart, but no, that doesn't work for me either. And what ends up happening is that because I can set that boundary, my primitive brain then knows that I will protect it. It also knows that when I want to make big leaps, it knows that I have a fail-safe switch called a boundary. This is why that is so critical, so important. So if you're sitting there and thinking, but I just give and give and then it comes, no guys, no, it doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. So some other examples of poor boundaries includes like trying to do it all. And I experienced this after the birth of my first daughter, where I just felt like I had to do it all. I had to like clean the house all the time. I had to work full time. I had to take care of her full time. And I didn't trust my husband to take care of it in my postpartum brain. It wasn't that he wasn't capable of it. It was seriously that I thought I had to do it all. I was like, this was the role that I meant to be and I must continue to fulfill it. In my entrepreneurship journey, what I did is I noticed that as a solopreneur, sometimes that is very much, oh my gosh, that's so fantastic. And so it was like, I have to do it all. I have to do my sales and my marketing and my work client fulfillment, all the things. And what ends up happening is that when you feel like you have to do it all, your brain goes back to be like, okay, wait a minute here. Where's my fail safe switch? Where are my boundaries? So just like this new mom, I had to learn how to give things away. I had to learn how like things I could let go to go of. And in entrepreneurship, it's the same thing. I had to learn what are some things that I can let go of. That is a really, really difficult task to, to learn. And that's something that I think we will talk about later is like how to let go of those things, because you want to make sure that your brain feels safe enough to do that so that it can continue to move forward. Another thing of poor boundaries is when you start to resent everybody. And I saw this when I worked in my corporate job and I went back as a therapist. I just had my daughter and I remember just feeling very overwhelmed. I was, I was so overwhelmed with everything. I wasn't taking care of myself and I was in session and this woman was talking about like how she was struggling with her marriage and her children and like she just struggling, like just general struggle things. And I remember sitting there in that session, just thinking, I don't care. And that actually really scared me because I pride myself on caring about my clients. But I remember sitting there being like, oh my gosh, I don't care. I need to do something. And I did, after the session, I walked out and I went to a colleague of mine. And I said, I just realized I don't care. And he's like, you need to take a break. You need to do something just for you. He's like, you're hitting burnout. And I noticed that as well in my own business journey, that there are times that my brain is like, I can't, I'm done, I'm done. And this is oftentimes the freeze cycles, what that looks like now where your brain shuts off, can't do anything, but it's also lack of boundaries, lack of being able to say, I've had enough, I need a break. But another clear sign that your boundaries are violated is that you start to have sleep, health, or other aspects of your life suffer. And I saw this happen actually not too long ago, where I just did not feel good. I didn't feel like I was sleeping well. I didn't feel like I was taking care of myself. I didn't feel good. 
And I realized that what it was, was I had gone back into that. I must work these insane hours. I must give away all this stuff of myself. And so what I had to really look at and say, what's really important here? Is it more important that I work all those hours and for what purpose? Or is it more important that I take care of myself so that my brain can be healthy? Because your brain can't function on lack of sleep. Your brain cannot function if it is not properly fed. Your brain cannot function if it is constantly worried about the stressors and everything else. Your brain needs time to decompress. I used to think I was very lazy in my business. I would be really hard on myself to be like, why did you take a break? You should just keep going. But now I've realized that actually this is my brain's way of processing. When your brain just needs time to declutter, shall I speak, sometimes it forces you to just set the boundary to say enough's enough, enough's enough. So things just start to suffer when you are not willing to set this boundary. So like when these people came and they asked me to do this presentation, could I do it? Absolutely. But I knew it wouldn't be good for me. I knew it wouldn't be good for me mentally. It wouldn't be good for my family. It wouldn't be good in all other aspects. And I was willing to say, I can't, this isn't okay for me. And what's interesting is that when people respect the fact that you can say no, that you will find that people are very much like, I totally understand. Like you just, this is you, this is not a problem. But when people get frustrated with that boundary, remember, it's all about them. It's nothing about you. So I want to give you some clear things that you can do to maybe start setting some boundaries. And one of the first things I really want you to start looking at is what do you really, really need? When I have been building my business, I had to take a step back and say, okay, wait, what is really, truly important? What do I really, really need? And I was involved with some gurus that went about telling me that you had to have this and that. And like, oh my gosh, there are so many people out there telling you how to run a business. And there's some great things, some bad things, all the above. And it wasn't until I had to step back and say, okay, wait, what do I need? What's really important to me? And that's one of the things I really help my clients with is discovering what they need. Because to be honest, a lot of things out there are going to work in your business. Like if you're, you know, when it comes to client attraction, when it comes to just building your business in general, a lot of things out there will work. You have to find out though, what you need, what works for you. And I remember at the time having a mentor, she told me, she's like, just go hire somebody on on one of those like really cheap websites or whatever. Just go hire somebody to go do like this $5 thing for you. And I just was like, I don't, I don't like the feel of this. It feels really wrong to me. And she really kept going at me being like, you have to do this. You have to do this. And I thought, why? Like, it doesn't feel good for me. When I realized that I can listen to that intuition, like this doesn't feel good for me. That was really powerful for me to be able to know that I can trust my voice. So setting boundaries, being able to say, I don't have to listen to that. I can listen to this is also really powerful when it comes to that. Another really good thing to start looking at boundaries is stop comparing yourself to others and even what you feel like you should. Remember I said should's a dirty word because a lot of times we're like, I should do, I should, I should. And it just builds all this tension. Even I can feel like my shoulders rising up to my ears because I feel like I should. And the boundary doesn't get set because I suddenly don't feel like I have any, like I'm just going to be out there. It's as a friend said, it's like when you set this list of like, I should do your brain goes, okay, but what does that mean? What does that look like? And it spins it in confusion. So to get out of confusion, you have to be willing to say, okay, wait a minute. What do my boundaries really look like? Okay, guys, let's learn to set some boundaries because I've talked a lot about it, given some examples of what this could look like in your own life, what it looked like in my life. And I'm going to tell you some boundaries that I have set for me. And I will admit I'm not perfect at these, but these are things that I've noticed have been really, really helpful. And I hope that they are helpful for you. So one of the first things, like I said, you first want to understand what is my vision? What does this look like? And what are my expectations for that? 
When you can set that up, say, what are what's my goal, my plans, whatever that may look like. Then you go back and you say, okay, what are the things that make me energetically feel good? So there are some non-negotiables and I call that that. They're non-negotiables when it comes to boundaries. One is sleep. I love to sleep. I also know when I don't get enough sleep, my head hurts. I just don't function as well. I'm kind of cranky. All the things, right? All the normal things. So I have to be really kind of firm with myself to say, Julie, you have to go to bed. Like you have a bedtime. And I always used to hate it when I would be told like, okay, Julie, go to bed because you're asleep on the couch. I'm like, no, no. But now I know that that's just a boundary I have to set. Boundary is this is my bedtime. This is when I go to bed. Think about it. We do it with our kids, right? So I want you to apply this to work as well, where you have a work schedule. You have specific office hours. You have specific times that you do tasks. Because a lot of times it's really easy in our boundaries to say, oh, yeah, 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 I'll take care of that. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that after hours. And what ends up happening is that their lines become really blurry and your brain goes back and is like, okay, wait a minute here. Is this work time, personal time, family time? I don't understand. What is it? And so because your brain gets confused, it doesn't know how to focus on the task ahead. So really important boundary. What's important to me? And then make those my non-negotiables and then stick with it. Another thing that's really important when it comes to this is I'm going to tell you that no is a complete sentence. Everyone should be able to set a boundary and be able to say no. When somebody asked me to do something that did not feel like it resonated with me, it was going to take time away from my family. It didn't feel like it was a good idea. And I said, no, people come back and like, well, why guys? No is a complete sentence. I do not have to give you any reason for it. So a lot of times if you are looking to set boundaries with anybody and they ask you, well, why say, because the answer is no. If they keep going at it and you feel like you want to say something, you can say it just doesn't align with me. It doesn't feel right with me. It's outside of my scope of practice, like whatever it may be. But I really want you to just get in the habit of saying no. No is a complete sentence. Your three-year-old will say no. And we think, oh, okay, they said no. (laughs) No is a complete sentence. And I want you to have that as a boundary. That boundary will protect you in so many ways. Another thing is you have to know your own limits. Going back when I first started my business, I was working crazy hours. I would see clients from until like nine at night. Now, I already talked about how I like sleep. So seeing clients that late at night was not good for me on any level. It wasn't good for the client. It wasn't good for me. It just was not a good idea. And so I made the hard decision to decide that any client that wanted to see me after, I'm going to call it normal business hours, I raised how much I charged them. You can guarantee I had many clients that were like, oh, okay, if I can see you like during the day, I'll pay that. It was the easiest boundary that I set was to say, I don't want to work after five o'clock anymore. So therefore I raised that rate. And what I have noticed is that clients will respect you when you set that boundary. So don't be afraid to say, I can't work past this time. That's what this looks like. Whenever I've gone outside of that boundary, what I've noticed is that I start to go back to that resentment. I start to feel like I'm not working at my full level. And so then it really is, what do I need in that moment? And what's my limits? The other thing is, is that I had somebody come in and they presented, um, this was back when I was full doing therapy and they presented something to me that I was like, I'm not actually capable. Like, yes, I, I could probably help you through this, but this is not something that is in my wheelhouse. This is something that I think you need somebody different for. And I had to recognize that they needed something more and I gave them referrals. I let them know that I really, truly wanted them to get the best and that this was the way they were going to do it. So a lot of times you have to just understand what you can and cannot do. It's the same thing in the coaching and therapy world. I get really kind of bothered when I have trauma informed coaches. I'm like, no, not really, because you're not trained in that. 
my opinion, but therapists are trained in it. Coaches aren't. They have ideas about what that looks like. But when it comes to your limits, I just want you to be aware of what are my limits? What are the things that I need to just not go into? When I'm building my business, I didn't have a business degree. So I had to learn a lot of business, advertising, marketing, sales. Like I had to learn some of those things because that wasn't part of my training. I had to know that that was a limit of mine. Now that I feel like I have those things, I can then say, how do I share this? What does this look like? Right? How does that apply to me? Okay. I want to give one more tip and it has to do with your phone. Now we've become an age where information is at the tip of your fingers. It's really easy to get that. But one of the things that I want to share with everybody is that if you truly want to set boundaries, you have to look at your own habits. You have to look at the way that you do things. And I was noticing that there was a time that I was spending so much time on social media, like all the time. Now, my business does require me to be on social media. And I was noticing I was resenting social media. I was resenting how that all worked. So I actually just decided to take social media off my phone. And it was really difficult because then I had to like sit down at the computer to do anything there. But it made me focus. It made me realize what I truly need to do. Now, I have since put social media back on my phone. I am not on it as much as I had been at one point. I'm on it probably more now than I sometimes would like. But I've noticed that I had to set boundaries around other things that could impact my work, could impact me as a person, could impact me in general. So I want you to just take a look at all the things around you that are vying for your attention, that are distracting your brain, that are distracting you from everything. And just take a look and start to say, how could I set a boundary around that, that would one, protect my energy and two, allow me to move forward to the goals I have. I shared a lot of information today about boundaries, and we will probably have more conversations about this, but I just want you to start thinking right now, just go back and think about how does this apply to me? Like what boundaries do I need to start setting? What are the things that I need to be aware of? What are the things that are stopping me from moving forward? And when you're ready to truly look at that and stop that moving forward, you'll know the boundaries that you need to set. But if you need help setting boundaries, I encourage you to reach out to me, message me, set up a call with me. I'd love to be able to help you because I know that when we set the boundaries, our brain then feels like it is in control. Our brain then feels like it can do the things that it's meant to do. And then we will move forward faster and better in our life. So until then, ask yourself, how does this apply to me? What do I need to do here? Until then, this is Julie Lamb with What the Hell's My Brain Doing? If you love today's show, I would love for you to take a minute and give a five-star rating and a review. Subscribe and share with those that you know would love to learn more about managing their brains. If you're ready to join me, I want to invite you to coach with me where we uncover more about your brain so that you can have the life and business you dream about. Manage your brain is more than just a thought. It is a possibility. Go to www.julielamcoaching.com to learn more. This is how we do it. Stick with it. See you soon. Have a great day.